Hello and welcome again to the Authority of Love. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and if you missed yesterday's program, you need to go back and check it out at wjmm.com. Click on their podcast tab near the upper right, then on the Love and Lordship links, and you will get today's and the previous two days' messages, okay? So you'll get today and yesterday's and then last Friday's, all right? So just remember that. Uh, but also you can find more at loveandlordship.com. Today we welcome back Mrs. Rebecca Perryman, Executive Director of Lane of Roses. Rebecca, thank, thank you. you for joining us again. You're going to hear more of how the Lord has impacted her life and using her, her husband, her family, and the ministry and story to impact many others. So Rebecca, you talked yesterday mainly about, I asked you to talk mm -hmm. about your life, yeah. marriage, family, mm -hmm. ministry, Yes. Uh, just generally. Uh, part of that was adoption. We want to get into that eventually, yeah. but I want to take a step back and because you are executive director mm -hmm. of uh, Lane of Roses, yes. tell us a little bit more about how that came about yeah. and what, what they what they do. Yes, so um, I felt called into ministry right out of college, which is a story in itself. But worked at Southland for a few years. Um, Southland Christian Church is mm -hmm. a uh, the mega church of Lexington, I guess okay. is what right. we should call. Right. And um, loved it, loved what I did. But eventually, just felt called away, which again is just an only God story because I'm very loyal. They asked me in my interview. Do you, how long do you think you'll work here? And I said, forever. <laughs> and I was 22 and yeah. naive. Um, so sorry yeah. for the people. Yeah. <laughs> I left. But um, essentially what happened is I came home after my wedding. For whatever reason that day, I was the only one in the office and um, went down to where everything, where I first felt called to ministry, which was in our preschool room. And just felt God say, like, open your computer and start to write. And as I did, these words came out of me that it was like a letter. Like God was writing me a letter. Uh -huh. um, and it was like, you need to quit your job. This job doesn't have your name on it anymore. I have a plan for you. It's a good plan. And it had all these things in it that was going to happen. And I was like, shut my computer. I was like, yeah, right. Like, it's like, <laughs> no, I'm not quitting my job. And I loved what I did, loved where I worked, loved what I worked with, and... It was just a no, and it just nagged. Um, and eventually I told my husband, and I showed him the letter, and he's like, Rebecca, if this is what God's telling you to do, we're going to do this. And I was like, well, that's easy for you to say. He's not telling me to do this. Um, and so and essentially that's what happened. Um, I left my job. Everything that I had in that letter came to fruition um, and quickly, which is crazy. Um, but essentially I, I left and my my plan was I was going to be a teacher because that's what I went to school for. God did not say that in the letter, but I said that, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and he quickly, you were helping him out. I was helping him out, yeah, it was plan yeah. B, um, just yeah, in case. Yeah. And quickly just that was not, um, that was not it. And I, part of the letter said, just start writing and speaking and everything's going to come together. Um, and part of the letter was that I was going to nanny for this family. They didn't need a nanny. C turns out they did. Um, and so I was nannying for this family that I loved. And yeah. I was like, well, I guess I should start looking in this whole writing and speaking thing. So Katie Humphreys had written um, her book. And I thought, well, she was a mentor for me in college. I thought, I'll call her. We'll go on a walk. So we go on a walk. Um, and I'm just going to ask her questions about publishing and writing and how she got started. And she just starts talking about Lane Roses. And she had just started it, and I'd kind of been a part of her starting it. And uh, she's talking all about it, and she's like, Rebecca, this thing has become a thing, and I don't know what to do with it. I've been praying for months that 
somebody would come alongside of me and and help me get it organized because mm-hmm. uh, she would sit here and tell you that is not her strength um and yeah. I, I was like okay and she's like i feel like it's you i can offer you zero dollars I said, I'll start tomorrow, and I did. I went home, I told yeah. Patrick, yeah. and I started um, the next day, That's eventually great. fundraised my salary and became the first um, full-time staff member at Lane of Roses. So that was, um, I guess, for me, about six years ago. Okay. Um, and been doing that ever since. I started as the director of operations, and then um, eventually Katie just said, hey, like, I think I was just supposed to start this. Will you take it yeah. over? And so that is, I'm the executive director now. Right. Um, yeah. If you go to their, tell, tell them a little bit where they well, can find out information. Yeah, so if Let's you go that. to com, or follow us on Instagram, which right. is just Lane of Roses. But yeah, and we're a ministry that helps women answer the question, what is my purpose? So for me and for Katie, um, identity in Christ changed everything in our life. Knowing who God was, who he made us to be, yeah. changed everything. It changed Now, now Katie, I think, had a, at least from a faith standpoint, a similar yes, story similar to you. Grew up in church, uh-huh. good Christian yes. family. And yet, here were these, wait a minute, Yeah. who am I in the yes. Lord? Like, right? identity, both of us had, like, identity crisis, you know? Like, where we we looked back at our lives, and these things had become our identity um, that were never meant to be. The world, just through, yeah, the influence of the world, we had kind of taken those things, and, and we had placed them, positioned them as our Lord, and how we received our love. Yeah. And it messed us both up. And through understanding identity in Christ, that's the thing. I grew up in church. I heard identity in Christ my entire life. And because I, part of my identity was being a good Christian girl, Mm -hmm. I never once asked what it meant because that meant I wasn't a good Christian. (laughs) Um, So I couldn't ask. So it's like, that's how this works, right? It's like we get these lies in our head. And and so I never asked. And then one day, you know, Katie was actually the one who really explained identity in Christ to me when I was in college. And I was like, oh. That's what that means. <laughs> um, and it I'm didn't. not sure I'm there yet. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it, yeah. But knowing who God is and like it it does, it helps you understand, okay, if he's my creator, then he is, he, I am his creation. So that means like he's Lord and I am not. Like it's right. not about me. It's about him. And it should change how you live your life. It should change your Absolutely. behavior. If you really believe it, you will, out of the overflow of this intimate personal relationship, you will live a life of purpose. And Absolutely. that is what Lane of Roses is all about. Yeah. And and specifically, you all target younger young women. Ages, yes. young, young, young so ladies. Young ladies, yes. Are right? definitely our target, I mean target audience, definitely like mid 20s like you just graduated college right. we definitely have college students that are involved as mm-hmm. well um but we are just here to help women answer the question what is my purpose yeah. um and we don't you know we start with just that simple question because everybody wants to know what their purpose is even if you aren't a believer um but i personally believe um that you can't answer that question outside of knowing your savior yeah. Yeah. and um true, you can answer it but you you'll can. miss you'll miss the real purpose and it, you, you will you, right. you'll your identity will get wrapped up in something that's not eternal right. and then right. it just falls flat again it won't be enough the only purpose the only thing worth living for and this is i know it can sound really harsh because I'm a mom, but the truth is the only thing worth living for is Jesus Christ. Yes. It's the only Amen. thing. I can't put my identity in motherhood and being a wife and being right. an executive right. director. All of those things will fall flat. Yeah. All of those purposes will not sustain me. The yeah. only purpose that can sustain me is living a life for the Lord. Well, and and Rebecca, you, you said something there uh, that we talk about in the authority of love and love and lordship mm-hmm. is that, and I, and I say it this way, um, Dr. Tony Evans out of Oak Cliff Bible mm-hmm. Fellowship in, okay. in Dallas says, 
our God is a covenant-making and covenant-keeping God, and every covenant has an order. Mm. And you just described that. some really good things. Mm-hmm. It, marriage, motherhood, ministry, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And yet, none of those are supposed to be our identity. Right. Now, they can all be a part of it. Yes. They can all oh, be a way yes. of, 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 of showing that and expressing it and helping mm-hmm, others. Mm-hmm. But that's not our identity. Mm-hmm. And when we get off of that covenant order and Christ is Lord, number one in our lives... Everything is going to suffer. Is that a fair statement? Yes, yeah. And that is essentially, like I said, I grew up in church. I had a foundation of faith. But which, I was, which, thank the Lord, you did. Because yes, it helps. I it had helped. the same thing. Yes. Right. It, you know, it directed me back. But right. my identity wasn't in Christ. And so I, I suffered. Yeah. My mental health suffered, which led to an eating disorder. Mm. Um, and I, my, oh, yeah. my, it just, yeah, my mm. life suffered. My relationship suffered. Mental health suffered. Um, and really my physical health suffered. Well, I'm going to ask you another question yes. here that I get flack over, but nobody really truly questions it, but many people live it. Yeah. You just mentioned another really good thing mm-hmm. that often people, our identity is to be in Christ, mm-hmm. not in the church. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the church is a huge part of that because yeah. it is the body of Christ. One of the quotes I have in the book is when we place the body above the head, mm-hmm. we're in idolatry. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a powerful and tough statement to make, yes. but I find that many of our churches in America in particular are living that, Yes. and they don't want to hear that. And so you understand identity, and you said, I was in church all my life. Do you find that with many of the young ladies you all work with? I mean, you find many that aren't in church, but even yes. the ones that are, what do you find? Yeah, I mean, I think when people have similar stories to me, unfortunately, that is the thing, right? It's like we've allowed being a good Christian to be part of our identity. A churchgoer, yes. an, an active servant. Or that right. that's even our salvation. Yes. That, yeah. um, well, I grew up in church. Like, I'll ask them, when did Jesus become Lord? That's one of the you know first questions we ask in discipleship. So when did Jesus become Lord and Savior of your life? And so many of them have answered, well, I grew up in church. So he's <laughs> always been Lord yeah. and Savior. I was like... Oh. I really and hate to break it to time you. Out, time out, yes, yes. That's not, that's not quite it. I mean, you know, we go to Romans and we read it. I was like, yeah. you know, there there has to be a moment where this became real for you. Yeah. And you create, you went into an intimate relationship with the Lord. It wasn't yeah. your parents' faith, but it was your faith alone. And, um, and so that, I do run into that often. And when it is revealed, I feel like it's this whole thing of like, oh my God. Like, that makes oh, so much sense. It's a breakthrough. It's, yeah. it, it changes. It literally changes mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, and then I'm going to ask you one more question yes. to close out today. But I found one of the greatest ways to take people through in discipleship is Luke 14, mm-hmm. 25 through 35, where Jesus himself literally describes what it means to be his disciple. And if you don't do it, you can't be his disciple. And the very first thing he says, he doesn't say it this way, so I'm paraphrasing, yes. but he says, I have to be first in your life. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, not your spouse, mm-hmm. not your marriage, not your kids, not your job, not money, not drugs, pornography, alcohol, yeah. not even the church. Yeah. You are a part of that, but don't make that first in your life. Make me first in your life, or you can't be my disciple. Yeah. So I'm going to segue here a little bit okay. because it fit what you were saying, but I have another one that kind of goes with this. Yeah. I want to end today's program again. Give us a little uh, uh, response to this, and then we'll segue to tomorrow's program. Mm-hmm. Um this should, I think it will really resonate with you as our listeners, and hopefully they'll share it with all that they can because this is powerful. You recently posted an Instagram story, and, yes. I, and it yes. included a lot of things that we've talked about already, eating disorder and infertility uh-huh. and mm-hmm. adoption and children. But you, you talked about choosing joy. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just 
give us a little okay. intro to okay. that and then we'll jump into it tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. So backstory, my friend in college gave me a cup that said choosing joy or choose joy, which was a, a I remember seeing it on the Instagram yes, post. Phrase right? I was obsessed with. Um, Beth Moore said it first, probably someone else said it before her. Nothing's new under the sun, right? right. Um yeah, I think and, it was Solomon. Yeah, it, yes. It's yeah, probably <laughs> right. you know, it's in the Bible. Yes. Um and so essentially <laughs> Uh, yeah, I um, in hard seasons in my life have always like God has led me to a place of like Rebecca, look for the good. There's always good, mm-hmm. and when you see the good, you'll see me. And like if you can keep your eyes on me, we can keep doing this race. Like we will endure the trials, but you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You just gotta look for the good. And when you yeah. look for the good, you'll see the joy. You'll see the joy in the suffering. You'll see the joy in the trials. Um, and so it has been a truth that I cling to. Um, because life is hard and it, it, suffering is, it's hard and we, it will happen. The Bible tells us we will suffer for, um, for the gospel and for just for Jesus and and he suffered for us. And, and so, but he counted it as joy. And so like, that is what, like when we suffer for him, we get this small little piece of what he went through yeah. for us. And yeah. it just helps us better understand the cross. And so, yeah, choose joy. It's We get to choose it because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and it's the fruit of the Spirit. So we that, can oh, choose great. joy. You said it for me. I was just going to say this. As Christians, we need to understand that joy is a fruit and a choice. Not a feeling. Not a feeling. No. No. It, it can have like love. You, you know, can it can express, have good. Good, right. Yes. And, and even bad feelings. Yes. Joy love has, mm-hmm. joy have bad feelings mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't, diminish what they are so thank you for that we're going to jump on that again tomorrow Uh, so how how can give us a quick contact and we'll follow up on this for you um well for me personally you can always just reach out on instagram um which is rebecca underscore perryman but i also i love email so that's just rebecca at lane of roses.com um and lane of roses you can always reach out that way as well roses.com okay Mm -hmm. so join us again tomorrow as we continue with this thought on choosing joy with rebecca perryman her walk of faith and how the lord has influenced her and many through her. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for my friend Bill Reeser and Encounter. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.